0: Hi, guys, welcome to MMA UK, the BJJ show. So, my name's Stoomboy, as always. Um, So, today I'm joined by a very special guest, Alan Pozo um, of the ZR team. Um, So, Alan's, I'm very excited to have Alan on. So, um, and obviously talk about his journey, uh, talk a bit about the ZR team and just, yeah, hear about his vision, hear about his journey and things like that. So, Alan, as I said, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. How are you today, sir? Pleasure is mine. Yeah, good. Okay. Despite good. Despite the news, good, man. Always good. Definitely. So, obviously, it takes us into, the, the, obviously, the news. As we heard, obviously, the England, unfortunately, are going into, I believe, a, a Tier 4 lockdown um, for, I believe it's about four weeks, I think, they said. Yeah, this, that's what they said. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So in regards to you, I mean, obviously the lockdown, I mean, obviously everything that's going on, current affairs, I mean, how has that affected obviously yourself and obviously your your business? Because at the end of the day, it's obviously your business as well. So, We're actually going to open a new business now because
1: mm-hmm. we're moving a, a group of people who've been in a uh, church hall with us for the last three and a half years in Chelmsford mm-hmm. and everybody's going to move into a brand new gym called Reef Academy. Yeah. Um, so by the time the mats, everything arrived there, that's probably when the lockdown is due to end, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, personally, my personal life outside of the business life and everything like that, I have my life is on as normal. I see everyone I I never use um, the gel. I I wear masks though, and I tell everyone why I wear masks. And it's not because the government tells me to wear masks, but you know, like there's a lot of people that are stressed already and in in the, in the underground. And I take a lot of public transport and they're a bit upset and stressed. I just don't want to bring any stress for anyone and attention for myself. Like people like telling me, Hey, wear a mask. You know, I don't want that. So I just, i wear a mask for 10, 15 minutes. My life has not changed. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, my life is normal. I don't, I, I'm not going to do any lockdown, personally. The gyms will be closed, everything. But me, personally, I'm I I, I I'm not doing lockdown.
0: Yeah, so just keeping everything as normal as possible for yourself. There. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I yeah. haven't been ill, by the way, the entire year.
1: Mm-hmm. And I've been flying. I've been training a lot abroad as well. I've been in Poland. I train. I train in Hungary. I train. I got planes. I went to the Basque Country. You know, I did my share bit of things and... The entire year, I didn't even have nothing, nothing. Not even, I uh, only was a food poisoning. That's all I had from eating <laughs> in <list> Yeah. <laughs> that's all.
0: Yeah. You know? yeah. And then you mentioned, obviously, about uh, you're opening a new gym. Uh, so there's going to be a new gym. I saw, obviously, some pictures online where I saw you outside, obviously, um, showing everybody the pictures. So, I mean, you mentioned that's going to be opening. You're hoping that's going to be opening, what, in about four weeks' time? Yeah, by the time the mats ordered now, so takes about five weeks. So
1: hopefully, yeah, December we're we're opening. Yeah, and if Thanks. not, we'll we'll wait a little bit longer, and that's it. But yeah, it's happening. And uh, yeah, I mean some some are gonna suffer more than others, but um, we just gotta do it, man. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. definitely. And the definitely.
1: more I, I stressed already a bit, you know, in the beginning, I was a bit stressed when the first lockdown. Mm-hmm. But now, really, I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been going on for a while. I mean, it has it's been going on yeah. for some time now. Um, and obviously we don't see any end to it. I mean, it's not it's not like we can say, well, in four weeks everything's gonna be back to normal because I'd say that no. for me personally, I don't see any end to this at all until potentially no. a vaccine or something like that comes along. So um, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm not a doctor, I don't
1: work in a hospital or anything like that, but my surroundings of the people all around me and that's like a not not like compared to a lot of people is obviously a small network but compared to the guy that is just you know the the guy that doesn't leave the house too much it's quite a big network you know we know people in germ in germany in brazil in the u.s and so with all that group of people that we know of that has
0: that jiu-jitsu community i don't know no one got really ill like seriously ill yeah definitely. And then for you then, obviously your jiu-jitsu journey, so um, in regards to yourself then, how did it all begin for you? Yeah, I,
1: I, yeah I, was, I, I, I was like thinking like, there was like two twice that my jiu-jitsu started, you know, like I started jujitsu jitsu twice. One was in Brazil, obviously was there in, the, in 1997. And the other one was in the UK when I first came in, in London in 2000. And 2000. Yeah, 2000, 2001, when Jiu-Jitsu was very uh, it's infant right here, <laughs> and I uh these are when I actually started uh, Jiu-Jitsu. Actually, the guy that I'm not sure if, but I think one of the guys that one of the guys that um was uh that started Jiu-Jitsu in Scotland was from Rio Grappling Club Roberto Atala. I don't know if you heard of him.
0: Yep, yep, Roberto Atala. Yeah, yeah, he was he, he
1: was my coach for a little bit here in London you know in 2002 maybe three so yeah he we i remember seeing some a lot of scottish guys coming down to london to train you know and um this is so i had like i i restarted again here in 2000 you know but in brazil was a completely different era they had a completely different mentality then everything was more like wasn't politically correct like now like um it was it was a mess uh it was very amateur how everything started it Mm -hmm. had that it had that uh there wasn't like today you know like today is fantastic you do go to a tournament i see my students they compete and then they you know they shake hands of their opponents say hey man just just good match you know like when it back in the 90s 97 Man, you, you 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 walk into the the competitions, you stare at everybody, you know? All the rivals and you know it's like trying to just very amateur, you know. Yeah. But it was yeah. it's how the how things were, you know, like you hated them, you know, and, and yeah. in the gym you were encouraged to hate the rival gym as well, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so completely different, you know yeah but you do see that in videos. I mean anybody watches videos of competitions back in Brazil in the nineties, and when they went onto the mats, they were ready to kill each other um yeah. so obviously now you know it's obviously a little bit more well, it's a little bit more, but you go on, and as you said you you shake the hands, give each other a hug, and things like that yeah, it's but yeah. professional, yeah 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 um but some of the videos are great i mean watching videos from brazil back in the day um and just seeing them yeah i mean as you said they hated each other as soon as they stepped on the mat they were ready yeah. to go so um uh, yeah. it was a proper 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 fight back in the day so uh, yeah i th- i still think um that
1: today the level today is 100 times better <laughs> even the now i would say the level now in 2001 compared to England 2001 is ridiculous like let's say I bring Tommy Yeat, which is one of my black belts here yeah, in yeah. a time machine and I bring him down to 2001 I don't think nobody would be even able to understand what he was doing you know like so the level is much much better Well, I think the, the main difference of now and today is like there was actually zero money pretty much so everything was done in the, with the heart uh, you would teach classes for free not that I was teaching at the time but some people would teach free classes just off the heart you know because you know you, no one would pay anyway um, uh, there were the, the 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 people that we idolized from from those days like Hicks and Gracie they were more of a like like a star if you if you know what I mean they they, they would, they would sp- they would really speak really well. They would convince you. They they were very eloquent in their speech, you know, like mm-hmm. kind of like spiritual stuff and the water and the surfing and the, all that stuff that they bring along. And I think that when I see the guys today, which are much better technically, I think my, that's my opinion. And I saw the other day an interview of a, a kid called Michael Musimechi. And I was like, well, how, how anyone is going to listen to this guy. He's lo- he's talking like a, a teenager, you know, like yeah. a 14, 15 year old. So I think a lot, I think that I tell my, my students today is like, don't just be like a jujitsu in the gym all day, like a jujitsu rat. Yeah. Try to inform yourself a little bit. Do some reading, man. You know, like do get involved with the news, get involved with uh, talk with, have interesting people around you as well. So you can, because in the future, when you give interviews or you speak to someone, you're not just babbling and just saying nonsense, you know, because this is yeah. the only thing that I think is the big difference from now and then. We had real idols then, and now it's
0: like it's just like uh fighters, you know,
1: yeah, that's yeah. my opinion,
0: definitely. And then obviously, you, you so you mentioned you come over to the UK, obviously, you started your journey uh with Z back in uh obviously Brazil, and then obviously coming over to the UK, so. When you came over to UK, as you mentioned, Jiu Jitsu was still in its infancy. So it only been going a few it'd only really been going a few years at that point. So um yeah. so what was the, the big yeah. differences for you? What was the big differences from coming from Brazil to then coming to the UK? Yeah, because in Brazil was this is the thing. We had in Brazil, they
1: had uh, the this romantic era of uh, Vale valetudo right, Mm -hmm. that Jiu Jitsu will challenge other martial arts like Luta Livre and all that. And it was like real, real tough guys, man, you know, like they went bare knuckle and they fought all of that. And there was a Carson Gracie generation in Brazil that went through these, it was amazing. And I I was not part of it. I was, Mm -hmm. I just read it on magazines, you know, we were in the Northeast of Brazil. We were away from all of this, but I followed everything during that time i used to get vcr put it in and watch like fighters like amari bitetti have three fights in one night bare knuckle yeah incredible you know and but that era was but then jiu-jitsu solidified itself as the uh, as a very strong martial art already the ufc was already happening so Mm -hmm. everybody was already starting to fight mma now with the gloves so when i came to the uk we didn't have that romantic era anymore. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Everything, jujitsu was already a strong martial art. It it showed, we already had the the videos of the Gracie in actions, all the DVDs and all that, all the information, kind of the information was there. And what happened is a lot of the guys now, today, the so-called old school English guys or British guys, they try to kind of exaggerate how things were in 2001. Kind of uh-huh. like what happened in Brazil, that they yeah. did, you know, kind of like really tough guys and they had to defend the honor of Jiu-Jitsu when you you, you didn't need to here in the UK, you know? So yeah. I know a lot of the guys that are my age and that were from that area, blue belts at the same time as me. Mm-hmm. I kind of see them now and I'm like, <laughs> I was there. You know? <laughs> it was, it was It was very, compared to Brazil, it was very amateur here. Mm-hmm. It just arrived, which was great. Uh, I think the gyms were starting, the the, the teams were kind of like having a, a a a a little bit of rivalry, which is important in the sport. But it's yeah. nothing like we would still see our opponents and shake hands and stuff, you know. So it, it
0: it evolved already when it came to the UK. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then for you, when you came over, so you were a you were a blue belt when you came over to the UK, I believe, or did you get? Yeah, your blue yeah, belt? yeah. Yeah, she yeah a a- Zach gave me a blue belt. I got a blue belt after six months, man,
1: training. I don't yeah. know why. I really don't yeah. know why.
0: Yeah.
1: I think I was showing a technique to another guy. Mm-hmm. I was demonstrating a technique to a blue belt. Whatever. I was just showing something. Mm-hmm. This is my memory. And then uh, my instructor came and said, Oh, a uh, blue belt for you. And that was it. Yeah like no lineup, nothing, just tied yeah. it up. And I was like, oh, that's fantastic. You know. <laughs> but it was after six months and then I left Brazil because, you know, man, I mean, I, 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 again, I, I never came from favela or anything like that, but it was hard, you know, mm-hmm. the, the 90s in Brazil, the, the economy started to collapse and um, the situation in my family, you know, my mother passed away and things like this. So it was just very difficult. I, I haven't, I had no degree. As well. So I had to leave, you know, so I yeah. left, I just left Brazil and I have dual nationality, you know, so that's why a lot of people get confused with my name. I yeah. am Brazilian from my mother's side and from my father's side, I'm French, you know, yeah. so I, I, I had this dual nationality, which allowed me to come to Europe at any, you know, so I came, I came first to Spain. Mm-hmm. That was the first country I came to, you know, I left. So after, from that moment that I left Brazil, I kind of stopped jiu-jitsu i i trained some sports here and there you know but until i came to the uk then i think jiu jitsu was already starting to at uh, 2000
0: in 2000 was already to start to kick off you know yeah uh, and then obviously you 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 did start Jiu-Jitsu late. so what were you what 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 kind of sports were you into or what were you into before Jiu-Jitsu came into your life man
1: i i'm, I'm still am I'm, I'm a huge football fan you know Mm-hmm. My, my, I have a now for the first time I support another team that is not my team from Brazil. I support Colchester United. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I go to, I, I, went to the stadium and thank, I thank everybody that you know ha, had me go to the stadium and everything. I, so I played a lot of football, but obviously I played a lot like five and five, never mm-hmm. played like eleven. You know? Yeah. Um, since I'm a kid, I, I played a lot of football, and then I did a little bit of, uh capoeira uh, just a little bit maybe six months or less yeah and weights we did a lot of weights and because of the era where i grew up not being tough or anything like that but there was a lot of street fights and it was kind of like not as looked like it is now yeah And it wasn't defending the honor or anything like this it was just happened you know like you're in school and then a fight breaks up and then you go home and it's okay no one mm-hmm. really is going to... You're not going to get that grounded mm-hmm. in the 80s in Brazil because I was even in the 80s, you know, and would you just... Or you're in the beach and someone says something wrong and you just have a few, you know, punch-ups and that was it. So, you know, I, yeah. it, that happened in my life because mm-hmm. of the era and the culture
0: and the mentality, you know, which yeah. is completely different today, yeah. Definitely, definitely. And then we do have a question here from Joe Barton. So who would you say is the best... At Jits. So pro- I think he's probably talking about now, just now. So who would you say is the best at Jiu-Jitsu at the moment? I have
1: to say that the guys that I follow and I see them all the time are my students. I stop watching almost every MMA or, or friends, you know, like people that are close to me. Because mm-hmm. it's too much. we got too many students and too many people around us. Mm-hmm. So I have to say that in, within the environment that I'm in, I gotta say that I think Taylor Pierman, mm-hmm. His, mm-hmm. I think in the UK, he is top top one, two, or three, you know, like black belt adult. Mm-hmm. Um, there is Yanis uh, Rietzkins, mm-hmm. who's also uh, accomplished a lot, um, second in the world in California, European champion, et cetera, yeah. you know, like multiple British world pro you know and just had a super fight as well in germany one mm-hmm. so i would say these two guys at the moment that I on top of my head are the number one guys and i think from um i really like the guy from gracie baja oliver lavelle yeah 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 Yeah, i think he's one of the top out there up there
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: that's that's yeah
0: yeah definitely that's that's the one thing i mean i said i've been kind of following especially the ZR team from the day that it was obviously set up. So obviously I've been able to see you guys grow. I've been able to see um, when I've been to the Europeans uh, a couple of times, obviously seeing the, the ZR team competing at the Europeans. And um, when when I was here, I mean, the, the support for you guys was phenomenal I mean Z came over obviously Z was there when he uh, you had obviously yourself in the corners and you had Max, Carval- uh, Max Carvalho in corners and um and I mean just seeing your guys grow um, and I see you're now obviously one of the kind of certainly pushing for one of the top teams uh, in the world at the moment um so was that something mm-hmm. that for you Is that something, certainly in regards to Zedar's vision, is that something that you guys are are pushing for? In the world, I don't
1: know how everything is going to be at the end of this pandemic, but in the world right now, I don't think we're still in the top because we're not very big in America. You know, our team is small in the US. Yeah. Uh, In Europe, it's, I mean, obviously it's just, I'm speaking about numbers. In Europe, we are, I think, top three, top four. Yeah. I'm speaking about numbers, not me just saying on top of my head. Because like, I really don't like when people just say, yeah, we're the best. And, well, based on what, you know? And I'm not saying we're the best, but in terms of academies and numbers, we we have to be at least top five in Europe. I think yeah. so because, you know, my, just Max Carvalho alone, he has like 300 affiliates, you know, all the yeah. way to a stock in Russia. You
0: know?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and in, the competition results in Europeans, world pros, like, we've been in the podium, London Open, which London Open is a big tournament, you know, mm-hmm. in Europe. Yeah. And so in Europe, yeah, I would say that we're making some noise. In the northeast of Brazil, which where we originally are from, it is the number one, where their hometown is. Yeah. That is the number one team there, 100%, you know, mm-hmm. based on results and numbers and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, and what happened is when you go to the Europeans, you can see that vibe, right? Like the everybody around screaming and, and to us is a job, you know, it's like for the coaches is a job. Yeah. I expect everyone to be, and Zay expects everyone to be there from nine to close. Yes. Yes. The white belt is there as, as important as the black belt day, you know? Ooh. So we are there for everyone from day one to the, for the whole week. Yeah. And it's a job. it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's t- t- you know, click,
0: clock in and clock out. <laughs> Definitely, but you do you do see that? I mean, as to the Euros, when you walk in, you see the green patch, the ZR patch everywhere you go. Mm. When you're when you go to restaurants, you go for something to eat after uh, competition days. You see ZR team all over the place in different restaurants mm. and uh, and just kind of hanging about with each other. So it's it's fantastic to see. I mean, as I said, I uh, uh, I had the the chance obviously I a to uh, to get speaking to Z-Radio a few years ago. We tried yeah. to arrange a seminar uh, in Glasgow when he was yeah. at GB. Um, unfortunately, the seminar didn't arise, um, but fantastic person. Um, very approachable as well. I mean, you go to competitions, and if you see him yeah. there, he's, he's very approachable. Um, as well as yourself and as well as Max and things like that, you can, you can always come up and say hello and can introduce yourself and things like that
1: yeah i think as we the obviously a lot of people in the team as well but we see ourselves as very uh, as coaches just simple as that there is no i don't obviously the word professor if somebody calls me professor i'm not going to be offended but they don't need to call me professor i'm not a professor i haven't yeah. finished school really yeah, so yeah. i i uh, but i know that the, the word professor translate different when you say portuguese which means teacher Mm-hmm. And when it came to the UK, kind of like, but some people maintain that. Master is something I really hope no one calls me a master. because <laughs> that's, that's silly, right? Um, so we don't have a cult figure in our gym. You know, like some some places or some martial arts, like, I, I don't know. I remember seeing a uh, karate gym in Colchester mm-hmm. once, mm-hmm. back in the day, which the coach was like a godlike figure. hmm you know, like, when you walk in there and everybody's like, oh, my God, here he is. Oh, You know, you you've got to watch out what you're going to say in front of him and things like that. You know, yeah. and with us, it's like, we're, I am exactly like the volleyball coach that you meet in school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's just no difference between me and that person. I'm yeah. not going to lie about any of my achievements or I'm not going to exaggerate who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, make a, like, boast about anything like that or, or make me a, like a figure, like, you know, like untouchable or something like this. So we see ourselves as what we are really. It's just because jiu-jitsu has that still that mystique of martial art, you know? So some yeah. guys still have this super uh, uh like master or aura or, or or whatever it is. And the reality is we when we write profession, I write sports coach. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's what I make my living of. I don't I don't write master. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like when you do an application you don't write your profession, yeah. master. You know, it's yeah. like silly, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, yeah that, that I think that's one of the reasons why is it, it, like it, it's approachable, like you're saying, like everyone should be approachable, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If yeah. I was Mike Tyson, I probably wouldn't be approachable because I am Mike Tyson, right? Mm-hmm. I understand that that Mike Tyson is, which I do think he's approachable, but you know what <laughs> I'm saying, right? Or yeah. Conor McGregor, because he's in a different like level, but why, why you, you get the train,
0: you put your backpack on, why you're not approachable, man? You know, like, yeah. so, yeah, yeah. That's, that's our view, you know? Definitely. I mean, that's something I I did when I left GB, because obviously Gracie Baja was big in regards to professors and things like that. So, and I remember when I left GB and went to train with Marcos Nardini for yeah. maybe the first few months, I was calling him professor, um, just as because that that's the way, obviously, when coming through GB, that's the way I was taught, respect and things like that. And, and Marcos always used to say to me, look, well, Stuart, stop calling me professor. Uh, just call me Marcos. Uh, yeah. Or if you do want to call me something, coach or something like that. But yeah, yeah don't, exactly. don't call me professor. So um, And you do, you find that a lot in a lot of gyms you go to where the black belt's there. and It could be the same, The la- I'm not a professor. Exactly what you've just said, I'm, I'm not a professor, I'm a coach. So yeah. Um, yeah, because that's the
1: that's the, the the everyday job that you're looking for. You teach the kids, you teach the teenagers, you teach the adults, the masters, everybody. So you spend the day like just pretty much teaching people, you know? And you try to make a good environment as well, you know, in the gym. Like everybody having fun, bantering, you know, like not, not having like a toxic environment. Because I've been through other gyms in my life in the past, which I learned the good things about them and also the bad things about them. And, you know, like sometimes that environment can be a bit heavy. You know, mm-hmm. and toxic because someone is extremely vain yeah. and wants that attention for themselves, and just because there's jealousy and stuff like. But if you just have common sense, man, and mm-hmm. work, and you understand. Also, the other thing is, Stuart. I understand exactly where I go. I can go back to. Yeah, I I know who I am, but mm-hmm. also the most important thing is you have to understand where you can go back to because I I, I have no much. Pr- education like in terms of like academic so if i get if i lose jujitsu, what's left left for me is pretty much maybe a hotel reception
0: mm-hmm.
1: or you know maybe a chef and a like assistant chef in a restaurant or a waiter or something like that i don't know it has to be like a really like uh, you know like a not 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 a good job you know like eight yeah. uh, eight nine hours a day of me walking around and standing and serving and yeah taking yeah. from people so that's what's left so this is what you have to remind yourself, okay, you know, like if I just – if I fuck up, you know, if I start not coming to classes or, you know, whatever I do, the, the, not only who you are but who you can go – what you can go back to, you know.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then another question coming in there from Jiu-Jitsu News, what's your favorite submission?
1: Man, I, the, 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 throughout the years it changes, you know. Mm-hmm. I would say now it's choking. Yeah. I think I'm 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 really starting to get the really now after all all these years like tr- really trying to get that hang of it now, mm-hmm. you know like I'm I get the majority of the sparrings now I get a choke used to be footlocks before yeah um, but I think now is is
0: choke my favorite submission nice nice and then another one would you say Khabib is the best jujitsu white belt in the world? <laughs>
1: No, he, he's not allowed, actually. to He's a professional MMA fighter. He wouldn't be allowed to compete in the Bell division, you know? And, yeah. To, yeah, that guy is... Look, I think I think um, not only that I'm going to say about Khabib, but I am so glad that it's him now in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As much as I really like, I have Irish brothers. Mm-hmm. I always say that I, Irish is not really just a nationality. It's like a way of life, you know? I feel Irish sometimes when I'm in Ireland, you know. Even yeah. though I have nothing. You know, I love that country. I love the people there, man. I have best friends in uh, best friends in Ireland. Baz, Barry Myers, if you're if you're there, man, you're one of my best friends. Everybody like Reedy, you know what? We got a in Northern Ireland. I adore that place, you know. Yeah. However, Conor McGregor started in the really good in my opinion, started really well, but at the end I was just I didn't want that guy to be the example for my students. That's yeah. my my, without trying to offend any Irish yeah. or other, you know, I just didn't like the fact that the way when I was in a competition. Right. And yeah. I saw kids walking, doing that walk inside the mats. I'm like, yeah, that's not how you walk in a martial art yeah. uh, gym or, you know, you go to a low level MMA fight and you got, you see some some like, you know, guy with a Primark suit doing the weigh ins. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I I'm glad that the track suits are back now. You mm-hmm. know, the guys are staring at each other and, but not having to say your uncle cheated on his wife,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: you know, like what?
0: Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. So I'm, yeah, this kind of like, uh, so having this guy to me in the, uh, in the spotlight to me is just fantastic now, instead of, you know, the guys that were before him. Yeah, no, definitely.
0: And then, um, Peter Knox, so Peter Knox, MMA UK. So how young should children be when they start training? Uh, Peter, I I think uh, four years old, mate.
1: I I think I even taught a class with a three-year-old. I think as long as their brain can start, like, functioning, Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe by three if they already have. Like, some kids, like, take longer, right? Yeah. Three, four, five. I would say a uh, baby is like really tiny, tiny is just impossible, but you, what you can make, what you can do to them, even when they're a baby or like they can start crawling, you can just put him in the gym. If they have like a big brother, you can just leave it in the gym so they can just get used to that. Like, you know, the, the gym area, you know? Yeah. So, um, but for a, a class, we have class from five to seven, mm-hmm. like the kid class. So I think,
0: in, in our gym, it's five years old or the youngest, but I think by four as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, uh, Tony McCann, what's your go-to setup for a foot walk in the gi? So, how would you set it up?
1: Okay, Tony, this is a really good question. Back in the day, it depends on the era, again, right? Mm-hmm. The 90s was just grabbing a foot, falling backwards, and... <laughs> And cranking the foot, (laughs) yeah. And everything started like developing more. Like single X guard was really good, even like two thousands, you know, two thousand six. A lot of like setup with the single X. Uh, But then when my mind got blown when I first got caught in a honey hole by a friend of mine, and that was before the saddle or honey hole got really cool, you know. And it was uh, when I've actually fought in Polaris, you know. Uh, and it wasn't really well known that technique, you know, a friend of mine caught me and I was like, Jesus, what is this man? And he caught me over and over again. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I learned and I started catching people like that. So yeah. I have to say now, even for the straight foot
0: lock, the saddle to me is my favorite leg lock, uh, setup. Nice, nice. And then, obviously, it takes it on to your competition experience then. So, you do have a good bit of competition experience. So, um I had a look on the internet. So, saw you, obviously, European champion being the highlight. Um So, when did you first start competing then? So, did you start competing in Brazil or did you wait until you got to the UK? No, no, start? in Brazil. In Brazil, yeah. In
1: Brazil. Uh, Brazil was... um was in nineteen ninety seven, I did my first competition as a white belt. I did it in a school. It was in a school that was rented as a comp- as a, a venue. Mm-hmm. One of the guys that were a judo black belt, he used to organize tournaments there, mm-hmm. and I went there with Broly's team as well and a few other guys. Yeah. And uh, when I walked in there, every single person of my teammates won. Everybody except me. Mm-hmm. That first competition, yeah. and I felt devastated because I've seen everybody winning. Mm-hmm. And I had, and inside me was that kind of pressure. And in a way I was hoping someone would lose as well, because yeah. if I lost, then I would be like with someone else, you know, yeah. but uh, luckily and luckily for me, I learned a valuable lesson that day. You know, like all my students, all my, uh, all my friends were winning and my teammates winning, winning, winning. And I'm like, okay. So when I walked into the mats, I was so nervous mm-hmm. that I saw a tunnel closing in front of me and when i kind of like got my sense together or woke up from that tunnel maybe i i was already tapping Mm -hmm. and and i made things even worse than that i tried to fight my opponent on the mats after that like a real (laughs) fight to make it even to make it even more embarrassing worse than you can imagine and (laughs) people like come on man you lost already and for no reason like you know a yeah. Brazilian young, you know? <laughs> yeah. and then, so that was my first experience. So when Zach came to me and said, Alan, do you want to compete again? I said, yeah, of course, because it's not going to be as bad as, as it was on my first <laughs> comp, you know? But the reality, Stuart, is I was never really talented. In, in Actually, I have to say more. I was really never talented in anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. just Jiu-Jitsu, but in uh, football as well. Like in, I, I, I'm very hard worker. I'm very yeah. dedicated in what I do. Uh, I have a lot of, like, de- dedication, you know? Um, I, I have a lot of belief in myself, but in terms of talent, never. I see my students doing a show when they compete, a show. Yeah. And I was never, like, that that showman guy. I yeah. used to win by two points, kind of stally a bit. I do have a lot of experience, though, because I've been, you know, I competed in gi no gi Jitsu. I did judo tournaments wrestling one wrestling tournament in the UK back in 2002 and 3 with the London Shoot Fighters guys yeah so yeah I have experience but in in terms of me being a fantastic competitor someone that everybody would stop to watch me compete that never happened
0: yeah yeah uh and then you Obviously, been in the UK, so you managed to go through your belts. And then I think it was in 2013, you you got your black belt. Yeah. Yeah.
1: 2013. How was, yeah. How was yeah, that? that was, yeah, that was after many, 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 years, many yeah. years. So I started in 1997. I kept training. Then I had to stop for a little bit because I was away. There wasn't Jiu-Jitsu like there is today. Then I came to the UK. I started training again. And then I went to training Carson Gracie, you know. And uh, but it wasn't Carson Gracie the name. It was a, a gym called um, it was fr- freestyle or something like this. It was run by an Italian guy called Luca, and there was an instructor, brown belt guy from Brazil called Wilson. And there was never a real link with Carson Gracie, the old man in Brazil. Yeah, between, yeah. and no one. And that is not like some a black belt from Carson Gracie. Like usually happens, for example, if you go to uh, uh, Holland, there is yeah. a guy called Marcos Flescha. That, that guy was graded by Carson and he walked in the gym and he was already a uh, a, a, Car- a Carson Bracey black belt and something like that. It was the link was made after with Carson, you know, so I never really had that history or that link with the gym, also because I'm not from Rio where that gym was, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I during that time in. In the UK, because jujitsu jitsu was very difficult, I had to make a move back to the US. Mm-hmm. I had to go to the US because I thought that that's where, you know, I'll, I'll improve. I could be training more jujitsu. I could be uh, making a better living for myself. That's what I thought at the time, you know. It was a big mistake. So in 2005 or six, something like that, I left to the US for three years. Mm-hmm. And, man, I should have never done that, you know. It was a mistake. But I carried on training no gi. There was a nogi only nogi, and I trained an American Top Team a little bit. Mm-hmm. I trained a lot of nogi I I, I had a, a real eye opener in what MMA was and the mm-hmm. MMA training was. Mm-hmm. When I was there, I was like that was in early, uh, no 2006, I think, yep. seven, and wa- walking into American Top Team was like wow, you know, like th- I never seen anything like that, and all the fighters and everybody there, and it was already big in in the mma scene at the time you know Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so yeah in terms of these things was worth it but then i came quickly back to the uk which i knew i wasn't making a mistake yeah 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 and when i came back to the uk jiu-jitsu had changed completely now you know now it was uh um it was starting to take off i think in 2007 2008 jiu-jitsu started to take off in the in the uk
0: Definitely. And then that's one thing, obviously talking about MMA, so Amy Lee Kavanaugh, which MMA fighter do you believe has the best ground game? Well, one is really hard to say one, right? I yeah. have to say Khabib,
1: obviously. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. that weekend now, are you right? Like uh, everybody sharing on their Facebook and stuff like that. You see, you don't see that. that. <laughs> um, Damien Maya. even though I haven't watched one of his fights for a while, but you know, you have to put him in a in the top list. Yeah. Claudio Silva from ZR yeah. team as well. I have to put him. He's an extremely good black belt. You know, his last fight was a, a brawl, but mm-hmm. you know, um, he had a lot of trouble in his training in mm-hmm. um, because of the whole thing happening now in the world. So it was yeah. difficult his training. So he didn't have that explosion to so go to the ground. Mm-hmm. His opponent really good. Noticed that and kept the fight and stand up for three rounds. Yeah, but he if he shows the ground, his round is elite. Also, being European adult champion as well in the past. Yeah, you know,
0: big thing. So I would, you know, that the top of my head right now, I'd say these three guys. Yeah, definitely. Damian Maya. I remember I did a no gee seminar with Damian Maya. Oh, really? uh, last year and yeah, I mean he was they, they did it for an MMA. Kind of scenario, so um because obviously it was the Scottish hit squad where Paul Craig, um, Chris Bungard, and so on trained out of. So, but he came out and he was showing obviously some moves and how to go from standing all the way right through to the submission and just a breakdown of everything as he was going through it mm-hmm. was was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. Some oh. seminars, yeah, I mean, some seminars you go to, they'll show you the move and then they'll move on to another one and then another one, yeah. but. They don't explain every single step to it, whereas Damien yeah. Maya broke it down completely, and you understood ex- exactly what he was going to do. So mm-hmm. fantastic, fantastic ground game, definitely, and simple, simple techniques as well. You know, yeah, yeah. So he kept everything simple. There was no, there was no fancy jujitsu and stuff like that. It was just yeah. basic principles and how to go from standing right through to the submission. So, and there was about we were there for about I think just over two hours, and there was about eight different steps. So there was eight different things he showed you to go from the, the stand-up uh, right through to, um, it was a choke, a rear naked choke. So, mm-hmm. um, and it was beautiful. I mean, beautiful to watch. Something yeah. I used uh, in my training, obviously when I went back to Marcus Nardini. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, absolutely fantastic jujitsu uh, knowledge from Damian Maya. So, mm-hmm. um, and then you're one of your students katie um hi alan i miss you guys so much
1: well katie how are you
0: <laughs> miss you too don't miss us too much you can come <laughs> <Text me. laughs> definitely definitely um and then so so alan you so we were talking about your um you you obviously went through you were at the uh, uh the carlson gracie or the Carson Gracie affiliate, um, yeah. and then so you've went through your belt. So purple belt, when did that come for you? Purple belt, I got it with uh,
1: a, a guy from Uruguay who was here at the time, mm-hmm. called Nelson Solari. Mm-hmm. He was the head coach in Carson Gracie London at the time. Yeah, you know, it was in Royal Oak. Mm-hmm. It, the, this gym ran by this Italian guy. Those were funny days man yeah. those days were i got to say and that was in 2004 if i'm not mistaken or 5 listen man i'm not an expert in dates mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know so around that time let's put it around that time you know yeah yeah and uh he this guy he he competed at the first world's ever representing uruguay which mm-hmm. is a country in the south of brazil he is he was a guy who was in the uk uh working in three different jobs mm-hmm. plus teaching jiu-jitsu yeah living in like in homeless conditions making his own bread um finding the clothes in the streets he mm-hmm. go to brixton market and all the leftovers in the market he will pick up yeah. put it at home on on whatever free place he was crashing clean it and and eat it mm-hmm. you know and he did that for three and a half four years or something like this yeah, and we don't know how much money he saved, but <laughs> he saved a lot of money and then left to Brazil. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this guy Nelson, he, uh, he, he was the guy that gave me the purple belt. You know. Yeah. And yeah. then Wilson Junior, who was the instructor, he he is still the instructor. I had instruction in Carson Gracie. He gave me the brown belt and the black belt. Yeah. You know, and yep. then that gave me back my degrees, the first and second degrees as well in my in my belt, coming linking back everything in a yeah. circle, you know?
0: Yeah. So obviously in regards to your black belt, I mean, I'd say 2013. Um, so you got it. So obviously thinking back to the end then, so how was how did it feel for you? Because obviously it'd been a, a, a number of years in between going from obviously white belt from when you started uh up to getting your black belt. So how was the emotions? How did it feel for you? It feel it was to be fair, it was kind of like a relief thing for me. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, in in a way uh
1: um uh, speaking about achievements, you know, I was competing regularly. I was, um, I had a, a, I had a, I was a, I was a coach already in the gym. I was having students. I was having not just, uh, I, I had students winning already. I had a, one affiliate already at Brown Belt. I mm-hmm. was doing super fights. Um, everything that you can imagine that someone can do. I was trying to do it not just to get not to get a black belt but i was doing it because that's what I, I wanted to make a living off that's something that i thought okay so you know i i can actually live off jujitsu i think i found something that i can be good at and you know and make my living and when i when i got the black belt then i kind of felt like relieved, like okay you know like i can now take this take off even more you know and that's what happened you know when i got my black belt i took off obviously i didn't leave leave uh um the reason I happened with Zé Hadiola was when he left Gracie Baja, I feel like I had to get back with Zé, you know? Yeah. I felt like this, this would be the right thing to do because this is the guy that, that taught me jiu-jitsu first. This is the guy that I maintained contact throughout the whole time. And I knew But being Gracie Baja would have made my life very difficult yeah. if I became nothing against Gracie Baja. I've had great friends there. Yeah. Actually, one of my favorite fighters in the UK is from Gracie Baja. Nothing yep. against. That. It's just me personally. At the time, it would have been very difficult with the restrictions and everything. As you can imagine, imagine in Colchester, if I had to make mandatory geese and stuff like that, it would just be very. I know it would have been difficult for me. Yeah. So when I saw he left, I said, "Okay, that's that's it. I gotta come back to my old coach and and that's it, man. I I um. There was only two teams in my life, and uh, yeah, I'm back to my old team, and I'm really happy about it.
0: Definitely, definitely. And then we mm. mentioned, obviously, the, the the kind of bond that you guys have. I mean, obviously, you've been uh, with Z since the start, obviously, saying ZR, Max Carvalho, as I said.
1: Max Carvalho's mom, she was my uh, science teacher in school. Right, <laughs> Right. okay. So we, all, we know each other from childhood, from the whole time there. You know, we're from the same neighborhood, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it made sense, obviously, you guys all coming together at that point and on um and as we said, ZR, I mean it's taking off. As I said, you, you mentioned obviously potentially one of the top five teams in Europe. Um obviously top top uh team in Brazil, uh where they train at and then so what about uh you mentioned obviously America, so you're not currently don't uh, do you have a presence in America at all for the ZR team? There is, there is a few James uh, teams there. There's
1: one in Carolina, North or South Carolina, I'm not sure which one of the Carolinas, but there is one now that started with Diego Jamalio's really good black belt, mm-hmm. like like elite black belt, and he started there now. And he started to – he took a gym now. He took over a gym. He used to be a guy that I fought in Rome before, you know, like such a small world, you know. And yeah. he, there is one there. There is in California two or three gyms, I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and it's that's it, you know, pretty much. And then maybe there's a few little others ones some there, but compared to Grissi, Baha, Bahachek Matt, yeah, the other big teams there, American top team,
0: all the other ones, et cetera, et cetera, it's mm-hmm. minimal in America, very, very small. Yeah. Yeah. And is that something that you guys are hoping to build on um in regards to America? Um, are you hoping to build on what you have at the moment or just kind of take it as it comes?
1: Yeah, we don't want to, I don't know, me personally, this is me. I, I have no interest in America. I love the America. Actually, I, I do like very much USA. I, I live there. You know, um, I have American friends, great American friends as well. I really like it. I would not live there ever again. I would move to Ireland, though, yeah. instead of yeah. if I had to leave the UK. I, let's say I had to leave for some reason England, I will move to Ireland. Yeah. But the USA is done for me in terms of living, you know. I, yeah. I find it hard to live there compared to here yeah um but um so i don't really have any interest in going to america and and, and the other thing is i don't i don't know how big really I, we i want us to be you know like what we don't need to if it grows organically fantastic mm-hmm. but to be trying to force into getting bigger i don't know if, if that really is going to work for us you know so yeah. at the moment, we just think that that's fine for us. And if we grow, we grow organically. And if not, I'd rather have us to be like a smaller powerhouse. You know, yeah. that mean that when you, when you go to a comp, it's like a strong, tough guys yeah. that are technically good. And so that's what I'm, I prefer, you know, like to be like a, a good group of small group of people that are strong. But if it grows, it grows organically only.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then Katie again coming in. Green Storm, hashtag Green Storm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I always love it. I mean, I always love going to competitions and, and seeing Z, our team, represented because, as they the green, especially that green patch, very colourful. Yes. It. Um, yeah. So it's always great to see. Always great to see. And as you guys, certainly yourself, Z Radiola, and Max, obviously leading by example. Um, and yeah, as I said, your your students are going out there and doing some fantastic things. One of my good friends, in fact, uh, a black belt, Lee Kirtley. Um, so, one of my good friends. So he was uh, He's previously. Your I didn't know that mate. Yeah, yeah, he was previously uh, Marcus yeah, Martini. Yeah. Um and then obviously. It made sense, he just changed over at the time. It made sense to obviously move over to the ZR team, and we obviously wished him well. Um, as he was going from obviously Marcos to um, another fantastic team in the ZR, um, so, um, yeah, good friend of mine, good friend of mine. I've had the fantastic, the privilege. fantastic guy, yeah, he is, yeah.
1: Uh, he's someone that we've been in this thing going on right now with this crazy world right now going this year 2020, we've been together a lot, you know, like talking a lot. and Giving ideas to each other and, you know, trying to see how everything can be supported. He's a, I have no words of, for this guy, man. He's, he's not very northern guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, but- I love that guy, man. He, I got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time for this guy. Tough, yeah. very tough jiu jitsu as well. Yes. Sure. You know, very knowledgeable, right. very good coach. And he's a guy and he's a natural leader, you know. Yeah. He leads, you know, he, 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 he has, he's, He has the right attributes, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, we saw that. I mean, he used to come up to Glasgow, train a few times in Glasgow and Mm -hmm. used to bring a lot of his team up. The team would come up and uh, you would always get good roles, good solid roles with Lee or anybody else that comes in his team as well. So, um, yeah, Lee, fantastic guy. And as I said, obviously, he's under you. So, um, obviously, his jujitsu is only going to get better. So... Definitely looking forward to to seeing what more Lee can do in the future under ZR team. So, um, Katie as well. Katie's coming back in, Stoomboy. This is your best guest so far. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> um, Now, what about you then for for the future for you? Because um, as I said, you black belt seven years. Um, you obviously did. Uh, Competitions as well as a European champion, uh, brown belt, black belt. Um, yeah, but that was masters, yeah. Masters, st- what's well, the still European champion? We're the, we're old guys now, Alan. So we're the old <laughs> men. <laughs> so um, so obviously doing that. So what what's your vision for the future for for you yourself? There's a few academies now that are gonna be
1: thriving. Now I have mm-hmm. a, I have a feeling uh, from our team that are gonna be the next big thing. There's a new era, now a new chapter in the book in 2020, I think, and these academies are gonna be what uh, people in the area have been waiting a long time for, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there's one in Finsbury Park at the minute being in built in London, North London, uh, Colchester and Chelmsford and pretty much everywhere. So the team is, beside, despite all the trouble in 2020, we're rebuilding ourselves. And we're going to get ready for the next chapter Chapter with, without COVID, with, we, we, we're going to do it, you know, and everybody that is with, with us, with our team surrounded by us, we, uh, we've been very positive mm-hmm. about everything. And we believe that this is going to be over, it has to be over and we have to carry on uh, with our lives and people, you know, Jiu Jitsu is something that's so important for our community. Yeah. In in Colchester, you have no idea how many, like what well, the difference that we made in so many people's lives, you know, mm-hmm. that the sport of jiu the it's not just going to a football game of yeah. five and five and leaving and that's it. Bye, guys. Take care. It's like we it creates a community of people like families or friends with other families, their yeah. kids, they go to, to parties together. You know, like it's just it's
0: such a really good community and we cannot let these things get destroyed, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then one other question as well, Katie, who's your favourite blue belt at Fight City? Katie Hunter. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so Katie, you're the favourite blue belt. Um, and then one thing as well, I mean, you, you mentioned uh, a couple of people. Tommy, yep, um, I mean, you mentioned Tommy. Um, again, another friend of mine through competition. I've met Tommy a few times through different competitions. Yeah. So, we always chat together whenever we see each other at competitions, so a really nice guy. Um, so who is who's the, some of the people coming from your gym that people need to look out for in the future? Man, let me start with,
1: uh, let me see, Colchester. There's a girl in Colchester called Lois Marsh, and I think, man, look, she can be the next. If she continues, everybody that knows her and is listening to this, they know that she's going to be the next big thing, either MMA or Jiu Jitsu or grappling, whatever it is that she decides to do. She's 14 now and she's the the, the next thing. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Taylor Pierman, Yanis, yeah. Tommy Yeep, um, Mateusz Flaga, Polish kid. Um, there is Romão Carvalho. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we got a, so many good guys, really. Like, we have about Louis Coraza. We got so many guys that are. Uh, ready to go now to any tournament, like any in the world, you know, getting yeah. competitive with the guys from Atos, the guys from CIS Costa, anyone that you can imagine, mm-hmm. we are even in competition now. And it was proven already in all the big tournaments, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think uh, these guys, but then there's a new generation. There's a second generation of, of competitors now coming. That mm-hmm. this is going to be a big focus for me on 2021 is... These seventeen, eighteen, fourteen-year-old kids who want to do this for the rest of their lives—that, yeah. because there's a moment where you know that they, that's what they want to do. It's really hard for them just to quit like that. It happens, but yeah. you know, there's a moment where you put yourself so much time into it, and all your then all your friends are from. Like, if you quit jiu jitsu, you quit your friends, you quit your, you know, everybody, everything is gone. So it's yeah. really difficult. So there's a four, four kids, four or five kids now that is going to be, I think coming in the blue belt scene and
0: uh in 2021 hopefully when the tournament's resumed yeah definitely So obviously a big big things to come from zr certainly 2021 going forward um and then I want you your gym's opening up um again potentially december time so anybody that's maybe in the colchester area or yeah. surrounded areas that wants to come on where, where are you guys based
1: yeah, this gym is in Chelmsford. You know, we were in um, in a church church hall in Chelmsford mm-hmm. for many like many years, like three and a half years. Man, we were in a church hall. Yeah, you know, and we build a community in the church hall because a lot of the times is this is the thing. So where like some people just open a gym, mm-hmm. and then there's no members, and that's the problem. You got to start a gym without members. Yeah. So I think the best way is less risk if you get mats, set up the mats, and build a community and a network there. Yeah, and once you build enough people, then you can move to a venue, Mm -hmm. which is what happened to us in Chelmsford. Yeah, yeah. So after all these years, now we're ready to go, and we decided, and that's it, and we got the place, and we ordered the mats, the flooring, the reception flooring is done now, and so it's happening, Mm -hmm. and it's in Chelmsford, and uh, it's gonna be a gym that is the a gym that is needed in that area in Chelmsford. Yeah, you need a gym like that in Chelmsford. Good quality jujitsu mats. A place where you walk into a gym is vibrant. It's like you feel, oh, you feel good about yourself. Yeah. You know, with all the shit happening in the world, it's a place where you walk in and you feel welcome
0: and, and good. You know, definitely, definitely. So, it's so obviously going to be based in Chelmsford. And where about in Chelmsford is that going to be based on? <laughs> you caught me now.
1: Anybody that needs uh, directions or anything to about this gym in Chelmsford, um, text me. I am awful with uh, remembering the address. The only address <laughs> that I know of is from my house. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, dude, I'm retarded, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, text guys, just get your phones, Facebook, Instagram, ZR team UK is at ZR, ZR team UK. That's my Instagram. Just go ahead and send me a text. Say, Hey, Alan, where's the address? Uh,
0: anything and boom. And yeah. more than welcome to come down definitely definitely and then one last thing for you then anybody you want to thank so obviously it's been a, it's been a long journey for you um mm-hmm. to where we are now it's going to be even longer it's going to go on for a long time further but anybody you want to kind of thank as you went through your journey
1: uh listen man everybody that's been it's too many people really i don't want to say one name because uh it's unfair on the other person you know but it's too many people that've been together in this during this craziness on 2020 since day one mm-hmm. and you you know who you are uh man we're we're together in this this is the real. you know when the government had this we are in this together i think they stopped that now yeah uh actually we are in this together actually the whole jiu-jitsu community right now should be saying we're in this together you know i know that in certain places in the uk emotions are not very good, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I think we need to soften up a little bit and really get everybody together and, and try to, you know, be more friendly with each other and saying, cause we went through a lot, you know? So yeah, I think that anybody that is listening and guys, look, you want to discuss anything you want to see, hear some ideas or anything. Well, just text me and I'm there, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. And do you think something with everything that's went on, obviously the, the, um, do you think it's going to bring everybody closer? Because me personally, uh, I mean, I feel it will. Um, yeah. So, but what, what's your opinion on that? At least the people that I see now in Jiu-Jitsu, the students that were, some
1: some already were very close to me, but like some now are, we're very much, much closer now, like very much tighter community. And I think because we went through hard times, they bring a lot of people together, you
0: know, and we yeah. definitely got like closer to, to a lot of people now. Definitely, brilliant. Well, Alan, mm-hmm. listen, thank you very much. I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure. As I said, I've, I've definitely been—you're definitely one of the guys I've been watching for a number of years now. So, and thank you. Um, I'm just glad to see that. Obviously, you, obviously with the ZR team, you guys are going to get even bigger than what you are at okay, the moment. So, um, but listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and yeah, listen, I'm going to get down once all this craziness is over. Going to try and get down to Chelmsford. Um, come down. Come down. 100%. Get, get, yeah, listen, got a few training sessions with you. I'll let Katie, um, obviously get a few roles with Katie as well. Yeah. Um, so we'll see We'll see who the best MMA UK news person <laughs> is. <laughs> awesome.
1: uh, well, listen, it's been yeah. an
0: absolute pleasure. Thank you again, Alan. Pleasure is mine. And you enjoy the rest of your day, okay? Cheers, buddy. Take care, bye. Take care then.